Hello and welcome back. Silverstone, Sutton and sustainability. They'll be the three main talking points on today's Silverstone preview. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. Again with me today is Russ. Um, we've, we're looking forward to the Silverstone weekend. Uh, one, Are we? Well I am. We're both going. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's always a good thing. It's the second worst track on the calendar. I'm going to get it out there early. It is the second worst track on the calendar. The thing that annoys me the most is there's so much potential at Silverstone. There's a complete different circuit layout, which I think is better. And you can go for the full Grand Prix circuit. And I can't understand why we don't race the full Grand Prix circuit. Uh, I think you'll have to ask Alan Gow and possibly Toka for that. I don't have that answer, sorry. No, that's fine. But it's it's just boring. It's just not. It's just over before you can blink. I don't want... Tr- These are brands that have got elevation changes and stuff like that. Well, we'll get into it. Well, okay. I'm looking forward to this weekend. You may not be. Um, and I'm sure the drivers will be as well. Uh, there are a few little housekeeping bits that we need to clear up before we look forward to Silverstone, though. Um, some changes from Croft. Well, no changes because, <laughs> get this, because the teams didn't score particularly good points, so the points weren't taken away. Had somebody uh, made this error who was near the front, then we might be looking at different punishments. So, cool, that precedent is set. I mean, that's going to cause all kinds of problems. But the the problem was that six cars run by five different teams uh, had the soft compound Goodyear tyre bolted on for the wrong uh, race last time out of Croft, and each team was subsequently fined £1,000 by series uh, organiser Toka. Sorry, the... The wrong tyre on for the wrong race, as in they'd selected it for a different race and they'd run it in a different race. So, reading the article, what I understand is you have to run these option tyres in one of each races over the year. So you have to run it in run, one race one, yes. one race two, one race three. Yep. Uh, and it appears at a Croft, some of them ran them in the wrong race. Basically, or you ran, ran them twice in a particular race. I don't know, it's like you've had two race ones and no race threes, for example. Okay. Uh, Croft was the last of the four events this year which has the option tyre. Goodbye to that. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, we know your feelings on tyres, yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. I won't go down that again. And the regs state that each car must use the alternative tyre at least once in each of race one, two and three of a weekend across those four rounds. Oh. That is, that's something that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't aware of that either. No. No. Uh, so we had some drivers like Ash Sutton and Jake Hill who'd already used the option in each, each one of race... Uh, one, two, and three across the preceding tyre uh, events, so they effectively had a free choice for Croft. Yep. Uh, but over half of the field were locked, or supposed to be locked, into using a specific race to run the option tyre, including Moffat, Ingram, Cook, and Turkington, although they had all ran it in the correct race. The drives who ran it incorrectly oh, okay. were Rowbottom, uh, Plato, Smiley, Butel, Smelt, and Aaron Taylor Smith. Um, it's slightly of course, three of them, Plato, Smiley and Taylor Smith, scored points whilst running on the wrong tyre, uh, though the best result was a 7th for Smiley in race 1, and that actually came on the uh, medium tyre when he should have been running the soft tyre. So it's all very confusing. That's as clear as mud, that is. Isn't it just? Uh, so, so, th- so does it say whether this is more of a team mistake or a yes. driver mistake? I, I think it's a team mistake, which is why they've been fined. The teams have been fined £1,000 yeah. rather than having the drivers... Um, Find. Uh, to quote from the Autosport report, which quotes from uh, Gao, 
It would have been churlish to put them to the back of the grid for the first race of this weekend's Silverstone round. That wouldn't have achieved anything because half of them are at the back of the grid anyway, said Gal. Oh, that's harsh. Jason's not going to like that, is he? And it wasn't an exclusion offence, it was an administrative screw-up. Uh, Gal sorry, added that had the offence been committed by one of the leading title contenders and they had scored high points, it would have been a, it would have been a different outcome. If as a result of putting the wrong tyres on for that race you did very well, it would be an absolutely different result, he said. You would exclude them or take them out of the points. So, whoa, that the problem there is that there's a bit of a dangerous precedent there. Well, it's a case of one rule for one and one rule for another. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? Get rid of the option tyre. That's, that's the simplest solution, isn't it? I don't know why they've had to sort of like mix it up with you have to run it in race one, two and three across the calendar year. And then get one free race, effectively. Well... Yeah, that that doesn't make sense to me. I must admit, I didn't realise that either, and that completely... Because that's never been explained to us, because we've looked at some races, we've gone, why on earth they're running the yeah, option yeah. time race one yeah. of all the weight on board? Yep. And and Eve Harvey in the commentary has been like, well, that's an odd decision. Yeah, well, we know he, he doesn't get a few things, does he? So, that was quite... It was quite surprising to me. I've learned something. Mm. I've now taught you something. Um, it's much of a muchness, because nothing's going to happen. But if you want to read more on the story, Autosport have got a full-on uh, article which I've been reading and quoting from, so do go check that article out if you need any further Could you imagine if that had happened to Sutton? Well, be, well, as Gal said, he'd be excluded from the points. Oh, he would have kicked up a fuss, what especially happened? if other drivers hadn't. What happened if Turkin had ran it? Yeah. Probably be fine. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Just waiting for that. Anyway, that, that pretty okay, much so sums that, up Croft. That sums up Croft. Lovely, wonderful. Shall we move on to Silverstone now? Yeah, there is some sort of big news for Silverstone as well. And I'm not talking about the gold plates that they're going to be running on the cars to celebrate 50 years of quick fit. I mean, 50 years of tyre garage is, is something we all need to celebrate. So yep, yep. I'm looking forward to busting out the quick fit tattoo I've had done today <laughs> uh, over the weekend. But no, it's not the gold plates. We are, of course, talking about uh, the hybrid car, Sam. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend for one, Andy Jordan, who will be driving the hybrid car, and two, to see how how it develops and how it runs. It's done plenty of race running across the season through tests and stuff like that. Of course, it'll be in the power plant will be in a Toyota Corolla, um, and it will take part in every single session of the weekend. So, what can we expect to see this weekend from AJ and the Corolla? So. There, there are certain limitations that have been put on it this weekend as to not um, interfere. interfere and intervene in it's any battles. It's going to. You know yes, it's going yes, to. Yes, it is. There are a couple of things on here that I'm just wondering how they're not going to do it. Mm. Um, so it will use electric power to drive from its garage to the pit lane exit um, the first time in each session. Yes, it's going to start every session from the pit lane. So no matter where yes. it qualifies on the grid, it won't start. It will start from pit lane. Yeah, although it will be taking, taking part in qualifying, as you say, that that time will be disregarded. But it will be interesting to see how it, yeah. it measures up to the other cars that will be out there. I'm really, I'm really intrigued. Because it, you say you, they've done a lot of testing, mm. but not against petrol run cars. Nope. Um, maybe Plato can get his old Seat diesel out to also have a further... Um, <laughs> marker, but no, like you, I'm interested to see, and it could be slightly embarrassing if he outqualifies a couple of the lower end markers. I I think the car could be really quick, yeah. and this this next point proves it. It's the hybrid power that will be available from the electric motors. Um, it will give an approximate 10% power increase for a maximum of 15 seconds per lap. 
per lap at Silverstone is a huge amount. Yes, massively. Um, so it will deploy when um, a button is pushed um, and full traction has been established. So he's going to use it on the two straights, isn't he? Yeah. We've got Wellington basically. straight. In. Is it Bentley straight we race on here? I can't remember. Uh, no, the the national pit straight. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, and Wellington. And so it will automatically disengage when braking has occurred or when there is less than full traction, um, say through abnormal steering inputs. Uh, it will not get involved involved in dicing with other cars mid corner or under brakes unless that driver signals him through or moves over. Otherwise, it will only overtake cars on acceleration coming out the corners or on the straights, which is going to be difficult to police because Andy is a racer, and that is oh, yeah. that is always going to be in him. And the next one is even more difficult to police. It will not provide any aerodynamic tow to aid other cars in qualifying or races. Well, it will. Well, it will. Because racing in the pack. Exactly. It's going to. So. What well, I mean, look. Obviously, I want to see how good this car is. But what if it has, a, what if it has an accident to turn one? Take someone out. Take someone out yeah. because the wheel comes off, or the engine dies, or yep. a brake failure, or a tow link snaps, or I mean, there's any number of things that can go wrong, and often does go wrong in the touring cars. It's a, AJ it, hasn't. AJ fell out of WSR. It, we led to believe it, didn't he? It, it, just, just saying. Yes, yes. It's a big risk, but I think a necessary risk. Oh yeah. I agree. Because um, you can't just go into next season and go, right, go out and race these cars. People have got to learn and understand how they should be used, how they could be used. Um, and it will be interest, really interesting to see how it lines up compared to the the full internal combustion engine. I'm interested. I'm also worried. So we'll have to see how it goes. Because as I say, with all the will in the world... He is going to interfere with something, not yeah. not intentionally, yeah, of yeah. course, but he is going to end up interfering he's, with something. He's not just going to trundle around at the back because I think the car is it's probably is probably going to be quicker than the rest of the field. But also, if he's going to trundle around at the back under, you know, it's not going to give the car a workout. Yeah, not performing yeah. its full potential. What's the point of him being there? The whole point is he's got to see: can it go a race distance? Can it keep up with cars in a race distance? Is it quicker than cars in a race distance? Uh, so the the hybrid will be using the all new 2022 Toker engine, which has been bi- built and developed by M Sport, along with the hybrid pack that has been developed by Cosworth. Um, moving on into next season, uh, onto the next piece of news as well, they're going to be looking to use more sustainable fuels for yep. this internal combustion slash hybrid engine. Um, now, you may be fairly new to this, but they're looking to make synthetic fuel. And they're looking to gradually bring in more synthetic parts and particles into fuel to make them more sustainable and possibly even come from reusable sources. Yeah. Um, There's a big cornfield of that, and they could use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether one, the efficiency of it, two, whether it will give more cars more power or less power. I would expect more because yeah, it's a probably. fuel that can be manufactured yeah. to some extent. Now, we're not saying this is going to be completely renewable fuel because there is still going to be elements of petrol in there. Just it will be a lesser extent with more sustainable ingredients almost. So, yeah. That's a lot of waiting to see. Uh, we will do a full hybrid pod, oh, yeah. what to expect, next, uh, later in the off-season. Um, but there's too much of this season to still talk about yet. Yeah. So before we move on to 
hybrids in the future. One other point of uh, news, I suppose, is that Rick Parfit is back this weekend. Yep, he had a, a sore back last time out, and Nick Halstead replaced him in the Hyundai. Um, didn't do too badly, had one little spin, but relatively kept out of trouble and, and kept the car in one piece. I'm sure Parfit will be looking forward to getting back behind the wheel, because I think Silverstone is a track that he knows very well from his GT racing. Oh, they presume they race the full circuit yes. GT, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, moving on. Still to, got to be in your bonnet, haven't you? Yeah, moving on to the Silverstone track. Then uh, six corners to watch out for. Uh, a circuit length of one point six four miles. Uh, debut in 1959, so it's been on the calendar for a long old time. Uh, qualifying lap record belongs to Dan Camish, set in 2020 with a 57.3, and Colin Turkson holds the race lap record of 57.6, which was set in 2019. So again, we're seeing a quality time that's quite close to the race lap record yep it's always impressive um silverstone then <laughs> come on sam more enthused silverstone then right sam <laughs> do you know who the most successful racer at silverstone is uh i mean you should do because i sent you this earlier but you'd probably think considering the time that he's been in it you'd think someone like jason plato i thought shedden or matt neil i thought matt neil yeah i must be when i started looking at this i thought neil would be the most successful here. do you know how many plato has got no, he's not a challenger this year, so I didn't count it. And, oh, okay. and frankly, I wasn't going back through <laughs> reams and reams and reams of data. I will find out for the review show on Monday. Yes, of, of the contenders that we have this year, I believe you said that Ingram was... Well, of all time, first of all. Oh, of all time. Oh. oh in, in the touring dear. car. In the touring car, sorry. No, I don't mean ever. I may not have read this bit earlier. No, well, I apologise. <laughs> it's Andy Rouse. Oh, okay. Who has 18 wins here. Sorry? 18, 18. wins here. 18. 18, 1 8. Wow. Even Turkington can't get to that at Croft. Yeah. It's only on 13, isn't he? Yeah, well, Cook will get to 74 at Fruxton before he retires. <laughs> so. uh, in terms of the challenger success, this is really interesting this weekend. So, how many wins round here do you think Sutton has? But I know the answer. You know the answer. I've read this bit. Yeah, yeah, but be a bit surprised about the answer. Oh, okay. Um, two? No, zero. What? Ingram has got five wins. That doesn't surprise me as much. We all, always see Ingram go fairly well at um, Silverstone. And because it normally comes later in the year, yeah. he's normally up to speed on really good form going into the late season. Cookie? I can't remember one. That's because he hasn't. Oh, good, good. Jake Hill has never won here either, but he has only won two yeah, events. Only one two events. Yeah, yeah. The one that really shook me, well, shook me is probably too strong, but Colin Turkton has two wins round here. Ooh. Just two. No, he's had a couple of podiums along the way. I didn't count on the podiums because, frankly, life's too short. But <laughs> Busy day at work, was it? Yeah. Um, but Turkington has got two wins round here, so that's three less than Ingram. Good maths for me. Very low considering how long he's been in the championship for. I was expecting yes. a much higher than that. Certainly not to be behind Ingram and that far behind Ingram. But something I do have to point out is normally been in a BMW or rear-wheel drive car, they struggle a I little bit... I anything has been in that's not been a BMW. Subaru? Oh, yeah. Volkswagen? Oh, yeah, an MG at the start. MG? Plenty. When I start to think about it, you're absolutely right. Although the Subaru was rear-wheel drive, wasn't it? I don't think so. Oh, it was. I don't know, it was a bit of a boat. Um, it four-wheel drive. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, the, the traction zones at Silverstone, they're, they're few and far between. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really help those those rear-wheel drive cars. It, it's a power circuit. You You've got that. to be quick in a straight line. You say that. AJ in the BMW dominated here. 
when he rose when he raced here um, in twenty nineteen. He was so quick all weekend, and yeah. him, Colin, and Ash. Uh, sorry, him, Colin, and Dan to be, though, came on under together at the safety car if you remember yeah he had to be quick though because he was still going for the title at that point wasn't he well yeah but my point is that the BMW can be fast here I think and he had a point to prove I think part of the Colin wins comes down to Colin's style of why take first and you take second and you're beating all your rivals yeah yeah Um, I think Sutton Sutton's just slightly um, interesting because obviously he he has had some problems here reliability wise and puncture wise he got a puncture here last year um, yes I remember that after contact I think with Turkington actually yeah um, so he might want to put that right this weekend. So that that's sort of historic. I was going to say one one thing of, of note, especially from last year at Silverstone, is where we saw that massive, massive accident for Rory Butcher when he came together with Matt Neal, wasn't yes. it? That was a huge accident. Um, we're glad that all the marshals and everyone was okay from it, but it it just shows you that mega things can happen. Yeah, that's Neil, Neil's had a similar accident back quite, in his early days. Quite an innocuous court place for it to happen as well, yes. you know. So yeah. you are right on that score. Um, okay, so a roundup of 2020 and 2019 winners then. So 2020, Dan Camish won race one from Ingram from Butcher. That might be interesting later when it comes to some predictions. Race two was Turkington, Camish, then Morgan. Ooh. And that would have been in the Mercedes. Yeah. And then race three was Jackson, Oliphant, and Sutton. Yeah, Sutton quite, came from the back of the grid. Forgot Jackson got his um, second win of the season here, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and Sutton came from the back of the grid to third. Yep. In that race, or twenty fifth to third. Uh, twenty nineteen, Ingram from Plato from Smiley. I don't remember Plato being that high up, but I don't really remember last week. So, or Smiley for that matter. Uh, race two he was, was in the Honda then, wasn't he? He would have been yeah, with BTC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, race two is Ingram from Turkington from Camish, and then race three was that crazy oh, wet that race. Mental wet race. Goff Moffat, who should have won. Neil Moffat spinning on the pit straight, which is something I've never seen before. Uh, wasn't it coming out of Cops? I thought it was on, actually on the pit straight before Cops. I thought it was coming out of Cops. I thought he dropped it on the kerb coming out of Cops and then Goff came past him. And it, it, it was still a, a memorable win for Goff in that Volkswagen. I remember get, him getting out of the car and just smashing the top of the Volkswagen roof. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not dry from that weekend. Either, yeah, yeah. No. In terms of the title challenges then from 2020 and 2019, Sutton in uh, last year was a 5th, a 26th and a 3rd. And 2019, a 24th, an 11th and a 15th. So not a particularly happy mm-hmm. hunting ground in recent years. Turkton had took a 4th, a 1st and a 10th. Uh, the year before, he took a 14th, a 2nd and a 7th. I think he had a uh, contact in race 1 from memory in yep. the BMW. Uh, Cook, last year, 10th, 6th, 7th. And the year before, 4th, 5th and non-classified. Hill, 7th, 7th, 15th. So it was a fairly typical Hill weekend last year. Yep. The year before, 16th, 16th, 11th. And then Ingram, who really is the, has really got this sort of shining here. Although, some Ingram luck along the way. Second, 25th, retired. Yeah. Uh, I think he got a puncture in race two as well, actually. Him and Ash both got punctures yes. last year. Yeah. And then he retired in the rain. The year before that, first, first, 22nd. Yeah, I, I think that retirement, he got put off on the first lap that's coming right. into Luffield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did, did he come together with Broadley? I can't remember. In the one series, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's not a particularly happy hunt. It's not, it's not obvious winners here. No, but there are certainly people that need it going yes. into this weekend. Now, there was a little shuffle about in the championship coming out of Croft. Um, Ingram dropped down from second to fifth. Turkinson got up to third. Uh, Hill was up 
to second in the championship and had cut Sutton's lead by one point. Um, big, big gap. Big gap. Uh, so, how? Who do you see possibly taking wins, taking podiums, being really consistent this weekend? I want to say Goff will come back this weekend. Okay. We've, lost, we've lost him a bit. I don't yep. think wins a race, but I wouldn't be overly surprised if he takes a podium. I would have thought the card work here is a pace circuit, and we've seen they have got pace. Um, they've struggled at the more technical circuits, Alton Park, Croft, etc. Yep. Although they also struggle at Knock Hill, which is more of a pace circuit. So, But you know, you look at where the car should be strong, or where it has been strong, it's been strong at the more pacey circuits so far, I think it's fair to say. Yep. Um... I mean, Sutton will get three top sixes when it's Ash Sutton. Whether he'll, whether he'll get a podium or win a race is another question, but he'll get three top six finishes because that's what he does. I think it was significant last time out of Croft how quick the Infinity was in a straight line. Yeah. You notice when um, Moffat was in the lead, he came out of the hairpin, went down pit straight. He was pulling away from most of the drivers trying to challenge behind him. Even in race two when he had weight on board. That exactly. Was yeah. So yeah. I think the, the straights around here could be crucial for Sutton and Moffat this weekend. The problem with that is it's, it, you know, it's all very well being quicker on a straight and there's three big straights but you, it's, you don't normally overtake on a straight. You've then got a no, no, to corner. So, and we've seen him, no, we have seen a more reserved Ash Sutton uh, this season. I think that's set to, ch- uh, to stay. I mean, Colin needs to do something this weekend because you look at what we've got left. We've got Donington and uh, Brands yep. in October where you expect it to be cold and probably Damp. wet. Looking forward to that. If nothing else, it's going to be cold. Yes. Yeah. He's got a real drive car which needs time to warm up its tyres and in you know forty degree heat it still needs a couple of laps to warm up its tyres. Yes. You know, so you kind of think that he wants to keep any chance of the championship tilt alive here it's this weekend. I think the person who's got the most to gain is Jake Hill. The pressure's off, you know. Nobody expected him to be second in the championship. I think it's fair, this late on the season, I think that's fair to say. Yep. Go out and do what you can. He's gonna to have to run the weight. That could be a problem in qualifying in race one. But yeah be interesting to see how he deals with running the weight yeah um obviously took the win last time out took 75 kilos going into race three yep. he'll have nearly that this time 66 kilos i think for second um and was that able to be there or there on race pace yeah i just wonder whether it will struggle over a single lap well look how far he pulled away in race two with seconds yep. weight on board at croft so yep. i think he can handle the weight um but I say that for him as well. I say the pressure's off. He can just if it's a terrible weekend, you know, he wasn't expected to get this far. He, he can go all out. I don't think he can really lose this weekend. To be honest with you, I think the people that really have to get the result is Ingram and Turkington. I think Cook needs to damage limitate this weekend because I don't think it's a circuit where the Honda will go well. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about the Hondas. Obviously, we've got Cook up in fourth, Shedden sixth, Proctor eighth. Robottom's dropped down to 11th now after mm. a poor weekend last time out. couple of them, hasn't there? Yeah. Do As you say, is it a weekend of damage limitation for all of them? Do you see maybe Dynamics fighting back a little bit, especially against BTC, who seem to have had the pace on them this season? I think Shedden will probably do well because he's so experienced at this circuit. He's going to know where the, where to pass, where he's personally strong at, if not the car. It's whether he can keep it clean and, you know, who he's racing with. I, I, I think Robotham might struggle. I think that Proctor might struggle this weekend as well. And I think Josh Cook has got to focus on trying to get three top tens and not drop too many points. 
I mean, Sutton, I, I can't think of a single track in the UK where that, was, that car would struggle, mm. um, or even in the world. It's such a well-run car in his hands that yeah, I think you could you know, put him down the Bedford Autodrome, you could take him to the Peterborough Drag Strip, you could take him to Mondale Park, the Rally Circuit at Croft. I mean, take him to any of these places, I think he's gonna do, he'd do well. Um, so... I think that for Cook, it's got to be damage limitation. I think people like Ingram and Turkson have got to try and absolutely maximise this weekend because they're tracks that they are. For Ingram, it's probably his strongest track on the calendar. I know he goes fairly well at Donington and Brands as well, but this is a real opportunity. And yep. fifth in the championship at the minute. Less weight for the least qualifying and race one. Um, and then for Cookie, just got to try and score points. And Turkson's got to try and close that gap because if you, you kind of feel that. Look, it's difficult not to say the race is done anyway because it is. I can't see how Sutton loses from here. But if Sutton goes into the last two rounds of this or meetings of the season with a thirty odd point gap, it's just not going to be beaten. It's yeah. got to, Turkey's got to really close that to say ten, twelve points this weekend. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, one driver to possibly have a look at. We know how well the Corolla has gone here in recent years in the hands of Ingram. Do you see a change in fortunes for Rory Butcher? No. No, no. Because we've we've seen him have decent pace here last year in the the Focus before he had that unfortunate accident. I think this could be a weekend where he actually takes sort of like a bag, good bag of points. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. I'm not sure I trust his racing enough to to back that. Um, instant fo- or incidents follow Butcher. I think that's been the course of the season. Um, you know, knock Hill, he should have scored a good number of points at. Yep. Didn't. Yep. And that's not the only example. Um, sceptical, are you? Yeah, sceptical's the word. The car's got pace. Yeah, I think yeah. We've seen that at times this season. The car has yeah, got pace. We saw that last last weekend. Yeah. It probably should have been close to pole if he didn't have that engine fla- failure in qualifying. And we saw how it came through from the back of the grid in race three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't... Do I believe he can keep his nose clean all weekend and stay out, out of incidents? No, if I'm being honest. And that's kind of Butcher's BTC career in a nutshell so far. I think he should career be... Career's a bit harsh. Season, definitely. I think he had a real tilt of winning it in his debut season, that Honda. Yeah? I just think... the. Yeah, okay, maybe career's a little bit too harsh, but certainly this season it's just been... Un, un, an unnecessary amount, I think, of incidents that he's been involved in one way or another. Same with Gordon Chetton. Okay then, two drivers and one team that I think may really struggle this weekend. That is PMR. I don't think they're quick enough in a straight line, and I think they're going to suffer this weekend. Yeah, PMR's an interesting one, because they have gone fairly well at brands. Yeah. Lock Hill. Yeah. But also, we're a circuit that you need a decent top speed on. Snetterton, yeah. Plato yeah. was nowhere. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And that's, in a nutshell, the problem with Silverstone. It's just three long straights, a couple of corners. Triangle. It is a triangle. It is a, <laughs> it's a triangle. Yeah. Can't be more upbeat. It's just not that good, Sam. It's just not that good. It's three, it's three straight lines. Okay, then, finally, before we get on to our predictions, Jack Sears, who are we looking yeah. at this weekend? Who are the challengers? I think Bordley's got to be up there, because I think the Infinity has the raw pace. We've said that it's not in the traction zones, and I agree with you on that point. 
but there are three big straight lines as you know, as I've just mentioned and the Infinity is quick in a straight line and we're starting to see that with not just Sutton as you've already alluded to we've seen it with Moffat and actually Bordley had a good weekend last summer Croft yeah. it was a decent weekend for yeah. him um, there's no reason he can't build on that here I think Osborne will be looking for a strong weekend as well because obviously the Ford does go well here. We saw that last year. Yeah, I think we, as we've already said, I think we could see the Honda struggle and therefore Robottom struggle to take it, take this home easily. Um, I think he could probably still do it. Oh yeah. But I think Osborne in the Ford and Bordley in the Infinity are probably the ones to watch. Um, Another driver of note, Smelt went well say. last time out. Three podium finishes in Jack Sears. And we know that the Corolla's quick around here. I'm half tempted to go for smelt, you know. You're going to change last moment? I think I might Because I know what your prediction is. Yeah, I think I'm going to change last moment, actually. Okay, then. We'll get on to the predictions now. Um, race winners for this weekend. Who are you going for? Well, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, has had a double win all season. Um, Cook opening Oh, okay. At uh, no, no. I don't think he did win both opening with Thruxton, did he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Oh, that's right, because Camish didn't overtake him. Okay, yep. so we've only had one double winner all season, which is you know, fairly unusual. Yep. So I don't think we're going to get another double winner here either. Okay. So I'm going for three different winners. I think Sutton, Ingram and Oliphant, but that might be because I want Oliphant's luck to change. <laughs> uh, I, I could see Oliphant getting a reverse grid pole in race three and... And just going from carrying there. it home. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Okay. I mean, okay. he'll start one, two, or three in race three, and then yeah, we will there. drive off the line. Yeah, win it from there. Okay, I'm going completely opposite to you this weekend. Yes. Nearly, uh, I think there will be a double win, and I think Ingram will extend his record at Silverstone. I think he could take two wins this weekend, and I think the other one, as I've already sort of alluded to, will be Butcher in the Corolla, knowing how much pace he had last time out at Croft, I think he's going to have one of those big bag points weekends. So I'm going for two drivers to You've win a race. just pulled it back level and you're going to make a call like that. Got to be bold sometimes, it's haven't we? Got to be bold. Very interesting. Uh, general predictions, I think Ash gets three top six finishes. Ooh, it's safe. Not safe. really. Not really. He's got safe a, and boring, that is. That's safe and boring. He's got a qualifier of <laughs> full weight on board at a track that's really quick. And he always makes progress. Yeah, but he might. Yeah, but he might qualify fourteenth. I still make progress. If he qualifies fourteenth, you'll be laughing at me, going, "Your predictions look so good now." Won't you? So <laughs> no, I, I know, <laughs> I know not to laugh too early with Chilton yeah. last time yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, true <laughs> enough, true enough. But uh, Ingram to get three top tens—that's not as obvious, I don't think. No, I think it is. Okay, fine. This this one's a bit more out there. And Laser to outscore BTC this weekend. Yeah, that could be an interesting yeah, one. I, th- I think Moffat outscores. Well, put it this way: I think Bordy outscores Edwards. Okay. I think Sutton outscores Cook. Proctor might just outscore. I think that's probably quite even. Yeah. Even Stevens. Moff, obviously, Moffat's going to be looking to. I mean, we've not mentioned him really. The race winner in no. second place at Croft. Do you not think he's got any chance this weekend? No weight in the car again. The track that he sh- the car should be quicker. What do you mean no weight? He's seventh in the championship. No, little weight. It's no weight really. It's, is it? it's a good twenty kilos worth. So, no, I, I think we'll see a more subdued weekend from him this, this time out. You hope, just to prove your point. If he wins another race, then... We shall see, won't we? Get a Moffat tattoo. Uh, your <laughs> anyway, your three predictions, then, good sir. My three predictions. I think Turkington gets a double podium. We know that he safe. needs... That's safe. Needs the point. Oh, safe as yours last time out. 
Yeah. Where you wanted him to get a double podium and yeah. he didn't. Yeah, yeah it's okay. not that safe, is it? No. Okay. Um, but we know that he needs the points here. Um, and to have any chance of catching Sutton in the championship, he needs podiums. I think Circus Weekend goes one of two ways, as you predicted there, or in a wall. <laughs> so I think it, this weekend really is do or die for him. I think he's gonna. I think we're gonna have to see a slightly more aggressive Colin. Um, the track is due to be dry all weekend, possible yep. rain in qualifying, but very unlikely. Um, so this has got to be the weekend Colin attacks. So yeah, very yeah. much so. Um, Going along with my Ingram win, possibly in race one, I'm going for Ingram for pole as one of my predictions. And that may be a little out there. He's dropped the weight off. I think he should be quick this weekend, but that is kind of more of a lottery than than anything else. And finally, Morgan to outscore Jelly and Oliphant. Now, this is individually. So if Jelly gets 17 points, Oliphant gets 13, and Moffat gets more than what, or more than those two, then I take home the points for that. Difficult one, that one. Yeah. Okay. Gonna have to do some working out when I get home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Sears then. Jack Sears, as I've already sort of alluded to, I think Osborne is going to take it home this weekend. I think Robottom will struggle. I think. Broadly is a little too inconsistent still, mm-hmm. um, and I think Osborne in the focus will um, get it done. I'm going to smell. He's shown signs of improvement of late. Yep. He's pacing the car. Yep. I think he's getting used to the car now. And to be fair to him, unlike Bordley Osborne, he's not really caught up in many dramas. He's no. quite almost brutal like. He's quite goes about his business, doesn't really get involved. Yep. Which is a good thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to go for Smelt. Uh, okay, the last bit, the Harvey Bingo, which we... It's a bit of fun, mate. bit of fun. bit of fun. bit of fun. Okay, so my three. He'll make something along the lines of... The foot is absolutely nailed as he, as he go through Cops, yeah. uh, which is one of the fastest corners on this calendar. Uh, happy, He's happy to sit there and score the points. What a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> and um, he'll mention some surprise that Sutton hasn't won here in the past. Okay, okay. I think he's going to hark back to his issues from last weekend about tyre bundles. I can't remember whether there are many tyre bundles or floppy markers at Silverstone, um, but I think he'll bring them up. They might be on the outside of Cops, I can't remember. We'll see. Um, Ingram's Silverstone record, um, the fact that he normally has good form here, he'll be looking to capitalise that on and score major points, and he will t- confuse two cars from the same team. This seems to come up fairly consistently. Yeah, I might so give a point now. I- I'm quite happy and pleased with that one. Yeah, cut to a Ford Focus pointing the wrong way. Oh no, Hill's got off. No, oh, it's, no Jackson. it's Jackson. It's okay, it's Jackson. <laughs> or it's Andy Neat. Is, <laughs> is that Jelly in? The- no, it's Oliphant. No, yeah, it's definitely yeah. Oliphant. <laughs> Plato. Plato's got the puncture. No, it's Lloyd. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I might give the points for that one now, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, there there are predictions going forward to this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, we won't have race reports for you because we will be at the circuit. No more this season. No more this season, yes. Um, but we may bring you up to date with a weekend report um, midweek next week. Uh, we will certainly bring you up to date with a review podcast once we've been through all three races again because yes. we're bound to miss bits by, by being at the track. Absolutely. But, yeah, I think that covers it. Looking forward to hopefully a dry, entertaining weekend. And you'll enjoy it. 
You will. And also, you're going on your own. So if anyone out there wants to go and chum up with you, go, I mean, come and find yeah. him. I mean, we, we are going, but we're not going together this weekend. Um, I'll probably see you in a, about in the pit lane before all the action starts on Sunday morning. Quite possibly. And then I'll probably go and find a space in the grandstand where I can watch um, the big screen and them come into Luffield, probably. There you go. But yeah, go go say hi to Sam. Go go be his, go be his friend for the day. Yeah, I'll probably be in a garish orange top and. You, you won't miss me. Style. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoy the weekend and we'll be back with you next week for a review. And that pretty much clears it up. Bye for now. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 